are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hello everyone, this is Tony again and welcome to another episode of Last Week in Health IT. And first of all, I want to apologize for not having released an episode in quite some time. I've been very busy with, you know, life, school, work, everything. So it's been quite a while since I've had time to sit down and record a new episode. Uh, I do have a lot of interview episodes already been recorded. I just not had any time to actually edit them. So I am working on them. You will see some releases in the coming weeks. But um, yeah, sorry again. Uh, but, you know, today's episode is about Last Week in Health IT. And we're going to try to keep it short. Uh, just some of the major topics that kind of came up in the last few weeks. Uh, I want to start off with talking about First Data Bank and their new service. Uh, it's called FDB's uh, Vela or Vela. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but it's this, the nation's a second e-prescribing network. Of course, you all heard of SureScripts. It's been around for about 15 years or so. So it's kind of cool to hear that, you know, FDB is opening up uh, or starting their own. And Healthcare IT News, they sat down with uh, the CEO, Bob Catter, and talked a little bit about, you know, why they decided to launch this network now. And in asking that question, um, Bob Catter actually talked about how they looked at the market and they went into their uh, relationships and talked to the key industry players. Uh, there was like high interest in major pharmacies, uh, pharmacy benefit managers, and electronic health uh, record vendors. And they found that, you know, there was high interest so that uh, they would be able to kind of open up and there would be a, a market for that. Uh, so, and another thing that, you know, Bob Catter mentioned is that it's never really a good idea to have only one thing of anything in the business. Uh, so by opening up this, you know, whole e-prescribing network as the second option, it allows for, you know, more push towards innovation and evolution for e-prescribing. And they also talk about, you know, how they drew on their previous experience as FDB uh, in terms of how they can build strong infrastructure for data and information. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm pretty excited to kind of see where this goes and how this is going to be integrated into like the existing market out there and how that's going to happen, you know, with, you know, SureScripts already existing and how uh, Vila kind of fits in with that. So the next thing I want to talk about is how healthcare groups are asking uh, OCR for clarity and flexibility on high-tech uh, cybersecurity practices. So a few weeks ago, uh, the Office of Civil Rights of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, they put out a call for comments on their new like uh, cybersecurity provisions and also the monetary penalties that are stipulated by the uh, Health Information Technology for Economic and Clinical Health Act, which is the High Tech Act. Uh, so it was amended in 2021, and there's new rules and regulation about uh, privacy and security. So OCR, uh, I'm just quoting this directly from the Healthcare IT News article, but OCR is interested in how covered entities are managing with two of them, uh, recognized security practices and civil money penalty and settlement sharing. So the main thing for them is finding out what clarifications OCR should provide to help regulate entities understand and comply with the 2021 High Tech uh, Act revision. Uh, and then there's also Public Law 116.321, and also uh, more generally encouraging healthcare systems and their business associates to do everything in their power to safeguard patient data. So again, this is all about privacy, security, and patient data. So there's that. And then the last thing I want to talk about is a pretty big one I think most people have heard by now. 
and it's the Oracle purchasing and merging of Cerner. So again, Oracle, uh, most of you know Oracle as a big database uh, company, uh, IT company. And of course, Cerner is the electronic health record that has the, uh, one of the biggest uh, market shares. So Oracle just closed their uh, deal with Cerner. It's $28 billion. And it was closed just a few days ago. I think it was last week from this recording. And um, it's it's been interesting for me because, you know, I work at an institution that uses Cerner. So all of our Cerner associate contacts, it's kind of interesting to see Okay, well, after that Monday, when the news just, you know, said that they closed the deal, then on Tuesday, all their signatures changed. So every person that I uh, worked with, their signatures now say Oracle Cerner. So that was kind of cool. Kind of cool to see that live, you know, like just happening right after that announcement. So in terms of, you know, uh, what Oracle is actually doing uh, with Cerner, we don't really know what's going to happen. We just know what they're going to say they're going to do. So the Oracle Industries EVP, Mike Cecilia, uh, says that the new combined companies are going to be focused more on interoperability, innovation, user-centered design, uh, transforming EHRs from system of record into systems of intelligence. So it sounds like you know they're working towards a more uh, robust and a more like a smarter type of EHR, where they're going to um, have it more focused on the users and also more focused on having that data be meaningful and transforming the practice. So, of course, these are aspirational goals. And, you know, for me as a uh, working for an institution that uses Cerner, uh, you know, I'm I'm uh, excited for the change, but I'm also cautiously optimistic because there are going to be a lot of changes. There's already a lot of changes in terms of like the teams that are working with us. So uh, I'm cautiously optimistic, but excited to see where it can go. And, you know, obviously I'll be on the lookout for that because I work with them. Uh, kind of tangentially because I'm at an institution that uses Cerner. So that's it for this week. Uh, I just wanted to focus on those three articles so that I had a little bit more to say about each one. But yeah, before we go, uh, if you're interested in learning more about healthcare IT, check out healthcareitnews.com. They always have a lot of updated articles and I always look to them to keep myself updated in, in the healthcare IT space. <music> Alright, if you like our show, please share with your friends, or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, and you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there, and I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and me. And remember, technology is a tool, patient care is the goal.